going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jerry Clark. Welcome to it. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. 3rd of July edition. Comes crashing down and it hurts inside. You gotta take a stand and don't have to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta be a man. Still awesome to this day. Now, now, Joey, I, I know you're not a populist. No, I'm not. And no, I'm usually not in anything, whether it was Auburn football or waving the American flag. I'm usually not your rah rah type of guy. But this is awesome. Do you not get a little bit of a tingle this time of the year? Thinking about the United States of America? I, well, I get it, the ideals. That's what I get a tingle did you ever? Did you ever see Rocky Four? Yeah, of course. Oh, no. And, and were you not cheering USA at the end of that movie? No, when I went to SmackDown Live in Birmingham last October, and Jinder Mahal, the modern-day Maharaja, came out, and he started talking about, you stupid Americans don't respect me. I was booing a ro- right along with the rest of every good American chanting USA. If wrestling is what it takes for me to be a patriotic American, that's what it takes. So Fake you, sports. You, you're too young to remember the Iranian oh. sheik. Uh, no, I know who the Iron Sheik is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look at my belly. Look at these abs. This ab. Look at it. And then you had Mr. USA and Mr. America and all these other. Re- I mean, it was it was such. But it was so built on Rocky. I mean, it was yeah. it was such a. It was so stolen from Rocky. Yeah. But you've got this little guy from America, goes and trains in the snow, and beats Dolph Lundgren. Eighties, you know, eighties wrestling is so black and white and that's how it was in the 80s though the cold war was at its height you always had the russian bad guy against the american baby face and and the movies were the same way it was it was pitting america against russia mm-hmm. and i mean it was just that rocky four is probably my favorite movie of all time i i, I remember sitting in the theater joey mm-hmm. uh and i don't remember what year it was and there were people, because you know you're at a movie. So, I mean, it's not like being at a football game where sure. you're watching live action. You know yeah. this is something that's recorded. And you have that thought in the back of your mind. There were people standing up in their chairs chanting, 
Rocky, 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 or USA, USA, USA. And when when he knocks the dude, the Russian out, I'm talking the place erupted <laughs> like the one second Auburn, Alabama, you know, return field goal miss. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. Well, and, and we were supposed tonight to get into questions, but I want we, to answer uh, what you first asked, though, at the top of the show. Is, like, this time of year, don't I get goosebumps for America? When I look at, like, it depends on what you mean by America. When I hear the Declaration of Independence, the ideals that inspired the revolution, that have moved the nation and the idea of the United States of America forward, yes, I get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. The cause of liberty, the presumption of liberty, I love that stuff. It does still to this day give me goosebumps. It's what that conference I went to was all about. I love that stuff. And I think freedom, liberty for all, is the best way forward. But then, I, and all the different ways people use their liberty. Before I hit this big hairy butt coming around the corner, I'm fine. Even if you're into, you know, like Real Housewives, and that's how you want to spend your freedom, your whatever weeknight and your free time, and you want to eat a quart of ice cream, go ahead. I don't have a problem with that. Like, if you're different than I am, fine. But when it comes to politics, and we so often define America in terms of our political fights these days, unfortunately, I don't like America. I think Americans are acting like petulant children half the time and not using their independent God-given gifts. I think that is a very valid point. Uh, However... Only through government can we protect the rights that we have, now. and also just take them. And yes, it, and that's and that's the two-edged sword. Yes, it's uh, you give the power to the government to protect them. If it, it's 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 such a hard argument to get on one side or the other because you can go so far one way or the other. Anarchy. I'm not arguing for anarchy. And I, and I know you're not, but that's the far end of that side. Sure. And the far end of the other side is government decides every single thing you can do. Right. When you can take your trash can to the road. Well, and I How tall your grass has to be in your yard. Right. All that it's, kind of it, stuff. It annoys, it annoys me to no end. I, I just find that right now the fight, even like when you hear people on the right who are for Trump talk about like the economy, we play this game of Trump created jobs, or Obama lost his job, or when the Democrats were in power, Obama created these jobs. I'm, I think that's just a dangerous way to think. I get that's how the game's played, but I, I get very frustrated because I hear a lot of people who have legitimate grievances, legitimately they are suffering in life, they're having a hard time, they're not getting a fair shake. But there are too many people that when that's going on in their life go, oh, I need to turn to government to make sure I get that fair shake. I think it's a dangerous way to think. And it is what has made us lose our freedoms that the revolution so inspired. And, and, and I do. I, I dig that 100%. Because, I mean, in, in, a, in an ideal world, Joey, everyone would be personally responsible and i think and especially this week and coming up yeah. and this has nothing to do with what i actually was going to ask you but the in this country 
I think that is what separates this country from every other country in the world is this country was founded on Mm -hmm. now it is morphed into all kind of different things but it was founded on okay you won't go get you 40 acres and put a couple of cows on it go out there and you fence it off you fight the indians you take that land and if you take it then Heck, it belongs to you. Well, see, but what gives me the tingles is the idea that the people have the right to alter or abolish a government that no longer, which governments are instituted to secure your rights. Government today is not instituted only to secure our rights. And oh, no. How no. many people do you know, Democrat or Republican, all they want the government to do is to secure their right. Unless they explode the definition of right to mean, I have to have, I have to make sure I make a certain amount of profit this year. I need to make sure I get a certain living wage this year. Like, it's, it's that's not a right. Uh, no, no, rights have become entitlements. Yeah. Well, you know, I work all day every day. Joey works all day every day. He makes $20,000 a year, and mm-hmm. I only make fifteen. so I, I, I do just as much work. I should get just as much money. Mm-hmm. The government should make sure that I get paid yeah. just as much money as Joey does. Well, and it's, it's the wrong way to think. And, and I would love to move. I don't think you'll ever have the ideal. Utopia is literally no place. But somebody got on to me the other day, assuming because where I work because of these airwaves, it's mostly conservative talk. And I'm a big Trump supporter. I don't hate Donald Trump. I think he's done some things that I like. But I yeah, said you're about midline with him. Yeah, but my point of view isn't even the Republicans versus the Democrats right now. That's not where I'm aiming. That's not where my attention is. My attention is on how can I make Joey the best Joey can be. It's taking personal responsibility for my own life, and there's a hell of a lot to take responsibility for. A lot of things I've let go by the wayside, and a corollary to making Joey the best he can be and take responsibility for his life is. How can I help others be the best they can in their own personal lives? And, and that is... I think that matters more than who I vote for. It, Much it, more. It does, oh, heck yes. A whole lot more than what you, who you vote for. But in my opinion, that is what this country was built on, is just give me a freaking chance. Yeah. Just give me a chance. Yeah, is all way. I want. Give me a just, chance. Hey, you got a piece of land? Let me get out there and dig the rocks out of it and till the ground and plant a product and supply food for my family and maybe I make a little extra and and I can barter. I can take this food and trade it for a chicken and then I'll have some chickens and we can have eggs and, you know, and it it just keeps rolling and rolling. Well, it's always been an imperfect ideal, like that people have not lived up to the ideals by any means in this It it has been, but, you know, the Constitution is somewhat like the Bible, not saying it's a religious document at oh, all, okay. but it's it's like the Bible, uh, the, the the canon was written, and if you just read it, it's like okay, that makes pretty good sense, and then people start interpreting it, and then they're telling you what to think about. No, don't think this about this scripture. It right. really means this, and you know, and then it What's starts building on itself. Ongoing and conversation, yes. I think the Constitution has done the same thing because it's a pretty simple document. Is hey, get out there, get it for yourself, 
we we're going to come together so that we keep any outside forces from coming in and hurting us and we're going to come together to make sure that you know nobody gets out of bounds well and right now if i had to i mean i'm not trying to get rid of the constitution but right now what we're about to celebrate tomorrow is not the constitution it's the declaration which is very different than the constitution very much and i think if i would critique the constitution it's what we have it's too heavy of a lift to try to get rid of it but if I would critique it, there are too many majoritarian aspects to it and too many powers given to the federal government. And by majoritarian, I think there are too many decisions made by majority vote. I think I would love to see, and there are people more brilliant than I, who are in law schools, who are in the legal system right now, I would love to see we actually take the Ninth Amendment seriously. Because there's talk of always the Tenth Amendment, states' rights. Second Amendment, we talk about all the time. Of course we talk about the First Amendment. It's an awesome amendment. It's the first one. The Fourth Amendment, great conversation to have. With civil asset forfeiture and mass surveillance, all these things. But what does the Ninth Amendment say? I don't know. You got me there. I know the Tenth Amendment. I know for the Tenth Amendment, you can take that and remove it from... The, uh, uh, the Constitution right now because states do not have rights. They have zero rights. Zero. Well, they, have, they have some. They have some. Uh, only when it serves to the Supreme Court's will. Oh, right. No, but the, I mean, they still administer things like Medicaid, for instance. They still manage your roads for the most part, though they still they rely on federal funding. I'm not arguing with you. The federal government has taken too much, too much power. Yeah. I, we agree, pretty much 99 percent there. I, it, but, it, and here, here's here's a here here's 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 the argument right here. Colorado said it is legal to sell a banned drug by the United States. Right. It's a, it's a Federal law, you cannot sell marijuana. It is Schedule One. It has no medical use whatsoever. Which is no com- need for research. It, that which is complete BS. Mm-hmm. However, that is the law of the land. Right. Well, Colorado China. says well, you can sell it in Colorado. So what happens? States' rights. They get to sell it. Yeah. Mississippi passed a ban like two or three years ago. No abortions. And the United States says, nope, it is the rule of law, federally, that abortions are legal. You must provide abortions. To a certain extent. So, it's, and and I know I'm I'm going way back and forth on each side, but I'm not going too far in either way. But I want want to get... So, the Tenth Amendment means... Nothing. I want to get to what the Ninth Amendment says. Because you think the Tenth Amendment means nothing. At least states are able to, in some ways, nullify federal laws, like cannabis legalization. That's gone on, and the federal government's kind of gone, yeah, it's too much. It's kind of a waste to fight this. And they should be. Other states have passed the nullification of gun laws. I mean, it's complicated, though. It depends on how the courts fight, how the states fight it out, how the... what fights the federal government chooses to pick. But the Ninth Amendment is hardly ever talked about. I think the Ninth Amendment is in the spirit of what we are celebrating tomorrow. It comes after, you know, freedom of speech, religion, assembly, right to not have unreasonable search and seizure, 
peaceful assembly. Yeah, the Second Amendment has all these things. Yes, peaceful assembly. I'm not for mob. That word's left out a lot. No, but here's what the Ninth Amendment says. Because there were people worried that if we list these rights out, like the freedom of speech and so on and so forth, that the federal government will say, oh, that's all the rights you get. So the Ninth Amendment says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. The whole idea, and this is in the Declaration, is that your rights come from God or nature's God. They are natural, inherent to you. And that to secure those rights, that's why you create a government. It's not the government gives them. It's that the rights already exist. If you think about it clearly, the rights already exist. You create a government to secure rights. And if the government goes away from those ends, it is of the right of the people to alter or abolish said governments. That's why I love the Revolution and the Declaration. So, the Ninth Amendment says, The enumeration of certain rights in this Constitution shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. Which, to me, means the people have permission to do what they want. Unless the authority is explicitly given to the federal government. There are, essentially, your rights are as numerous as the stars, because there's all sorts of ways people can use their liberty as long as they are not infringing on the rights of others. And this has not been tested in court hardly at all. And I know, and Joe, I think I think this is the, the biggest issue with arguments trying to use, you know, these things uh, or, or these articles is that when the Constitution was written, and and I'm being a hundred percent serious, there was no welfare state. Right. There was nobody to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And if Joey wanted to say become a heroin addict, that's fine. You want to go out and shoot up heroin? Terribly tragic choice. You shouldn't do it. Shoot up heroin. But you know, and you, right you suffered the consequences. Of what you were doing. But now, if you go out and if Joey or Clay becomes a heroin addict tomorrow, I go down to the clinic. Well, then the government has to pay to fix me. Mm-hmm. And that's taking money out of everybody else's pocket to take care of me. And there, you know, all these agencies and rules and laws and things that are happening. And other people are forced by gun to give money. I mean, if you don't pay your taxes, you will go to jail. Of course. Period. End of story. And your taxes are going to pay for programs that take care of Clay Sharp, Mm -hmm. the drug addict that's hooked on heroin because he's irresponsible. If those programs didn't exist, I would be 100%, hey, you want to become a heroin addict? Knock do you see out. the slippery slope you're going down? The slope I'm the, going because, down? No, because people are already using that legal force to take your money to take care of the heroin addict. That means I should be able to use this gun that people are using against me for other things. That's the fight we're having. That because there are already programs that violate people's rights, well, then let me use that gun to make sure it's not violated quite as much. 
I don't know if I follow you on that one. My point of view and my simple solution would be the government shouldn't pay for heroin addicts. Instead of uh, that, that's, instead of outlawing, maybe I, maybe. outlawing heroin and doing drug prohibition yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and infringing on more freedoms in order to make sure you don't pay as much when your other freedoms are taken away when they tax you, how about we get rid of the violation of freedom in the first place? Yeah, okay, okay. Maybe I didn't say it clearly. That's exactly what I was saying yeah. is, hey, do whatever you want to with your life, but don't count on your neighbor to have to pay to fix your problem. But And let's also be clear. You need compassion in this world. And, well, you do. And, and there will always be irresponsible people, and whether that money is taken from you by the government and put into some centralized system, or it is out of your own compassionate heart to give people charity or to help put somebody back on their feet if they are a heroin addict or something else irresponsible, you need to be able to take care of irresponsible people, number one, the person you look at in the mirror. Yeah, that's and, and that's where before we even get into politics, my focus is on how do I make my own life better and how do I make my life better with my neighbors and create more friends and community. And, and, that's and, where my mind is these days. And I think since the creation of social social security, I I think that the churches have fallen down because that used to be strictly the role of the church. I mean, you can go. 2,000 years back and read the yeah. writings of Paul and Timothy and, the, and, and, and everybody else that says, you know, take care of the widows and the orphans. Yeah. That's true religion is taking care of widows and orphans. But here's how wicked the problem but is. But there's something embedded in that, Joey. There's something yeah. embedded in that. Widows and orphans need to be taken care of. Yes. It says nothing about a grown-ass man that's physically able to work take care of him. No. He chooses his path, and he must walk down it and and do something with it. And used to, it was strictly religious organizations that took care of people like that. There are other fraternal organizations, too. And when it got easier and easier and easier... To at least claim that you had something going on that would give me some money to Mm -hmm. take care of me. I I mean, things started going downhill. Here's how bad the problem is. And let's use a a simple analogy. The reason somebody we have the welfare state, and people would argue, is that if we didn't have, say, Social Security, the elderly would not have the money to take care of themselves if they didn't save. So the assumption is there are people who are too irresponsible or too greedy. It's the combination of the greedy who don't want to give out money and the combination of the irresponsible who don't save, or they just are unlucky. And so because people are irresponsible, unlucky, and selfish, we need the welfare state. But here's what, but here's what happened. That's the argument. But here's what happens is once you institute that welfare state... It's expected. It's expected. And so why should I be responsible? Why should I give that charity out of my own pocket? Now, there are good reasons to do that. It should be self-directed. It should be based out of your own heart and love and capacity for others. But it's it's like, imagine it's a kid. We talk about raising kids all the time. That kid will never figure out how to fix the car. So I'll fix the damn car for him, or I'll go get somebody to pay for it. So you're... 
that you may be right. You may be right. But if that's what you assume, he'll never even have the chance to go out there and learn how to fix the car himself. Well, and, and you know, speaking of kids, that that's that's the thing, and and that's what I have I've learned. Uh, I'll throw my disclaimer out there again. I'm not a perfect father. I, my kids are all messed up, <laughs> you know, here and there. there. No, I have great kids. Don't don't take me wrong. You're but, being a little jokey. But the uh, uh, consequences—that's the most important thing. You do something wrong. That's I, I, I don't get angry at my children for doing something wrong. But when they do something wrong, I don't just cover it up and say, okay, daddy will take care of that. You know, if if uh, I have two children that are driving right now, uh, Sydney, perfect example. She's coming home one night, not paying attention. It was uh, real foggy. She hit a garbage can that the... It, probably wasn't her fault the garbage can was kind of in the road she hit it with her passenger side mirror knocked it off the car and she was like daddy the can was in the middle of the road i said well you hit it she says yeah but it was like out in the road i said okay that's fine i said go up Mm. to you know mr chad's and see how much a mirror cost well do i have to pay for it i said yeah Yeah. i said you were the one driving and she says but the can was in the middle of the road i said i understand that baby but this is life. The cam was in the road. You didn't see it and dodge it. Was there a car coming? No, there wasn't a car coming. I said, okay, no excuse for you hitting the can. You pay, you know, $276 to get a new beer and put on the side right. of your car. You and, and that makes you learn and think everything that I do, there are consequences to them. And that's like, you yes. know, the the thing with, with the Social Security and, and you took it all the way down into retirement is, well, we won't have any money once we retire. Where did that idea even come from? Where did it even begin, the prosperity. Uh, no, it didn't. We're prosperous no, enough to no, live No, 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 no. It didn't come from prosperity. Where did the idea that if you work for 65 years mm-hmm. or you become the age of 65, 62... Which they thought at the time you would that be the, dead before that then. The, the country that you live in should give you back money they've been holding from you. Right. Think how asinine that is. Yeah, I know. You're 14. I'm going to take 7.5% of every dollar you make and I'm going to put it over here and then I'm going to give it back to you when you're 65. And they didn't even hold up to that bargain. They took all the money that from the payroll taxes oh we're going to save this for people when they get older and they really need a disability, Medicare, Social Security all these things. They say we'll have this for you because you paid into it and you and what you're holding up right now That's is a social blank security. page. And what they did is they it's took that money. It's a bunch of IOUs. Yes, and they spent it on other things. So they didn't even hold up that part of the bargain. And yeah. is it really a responsible system to have the young for paying for more and more people who are retiring? Are you going to up payroll taxes even more? It's irresponsible. And, and they are being antithetical to the idea of this social security deal because all of the talk in they're trying to reduce the number of people they're they are decreasing the population mm-hmm. i mean it's it's common mm-hmm. and in 
I'm not putting you on the spot. It's kind of weird that I have four children, right? It is. How many people do you know that have four children? Not that many. How many people I mean, do you I know, know that's got seven I children? I know Baron. I mean, how many people, what do they have? Two kids? Now, my, my mom's family, it was four kids. But that was a generation or two ago. But normally... My parents had two kids. Normally, it's one or two kids. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, that's the accepted... Most of norm. my friends are either one or two kids. Single, and so only kids or have a sibling. You're decreasing the population right. at the same time the next generation is has got to yeah. earn the money to put into the system to pay back what has been stolen. Here, here's, here's my deeper point. is because you've created that system that the government will take care of it. We've created a system to take care of this. Because people have expected the government will take care of it, they haven't taken the time, and I'm not talking just on an individual level, as communities, dynamically, through different associations, religious or otherwise, because they assumed the government would take care of it, they didn't take the time to take care of it themselves. And so we're stuck. That maybe I think people could be responsible enough and virtuous enough to live in a freer society than we currently live in. And I think it could, it cre- it could create peace and goodwill among Americans like we've never seen. But because we've relied on these systems so long, I think there are people scared to go in that direction. Whether it's for something like the welfare state or it's something like the warfare state. People talk about all the time, oh, we need more surveillance. We need to do things more in the drug war. We need you know, to cut back on people's opiates because people are too irresponsible and they're dying. Or it's too risky not to have surveillance or terrorist attacks. People assume that liberty is either going to allow people to be irresponsible, and here's the rub. A true free society allows people to be all those things. But if you assume they're going to be irresponsible, then damn, they become irresponsible. And and you're screwed because the government's going to be there to catch their back. And that used to be the role of religious organizations. And the people that go to church every Sunday, they're like... Well, dadgum, you know, they're already taking this much money out of my check, and these people are on welfare. Why would I help See, but people are, though. We're in the United States. Even all the stuff we said, the United States remains the most charitable nation in the world. People who go to church do give. Which is amazing. But that we still give money as much money. But can money. you imagine that energy, not only in the religious community, but now the nonprofit world? Can you imagine that if it was actually, if, if you had to tell people, you don't get the welfare state, you don't get Social Security, you don't get Medicare, and I'm not saying take it away now. I'm saying assume you, you can't expect those. How would you live your life? How would you plan your life? How would you look out for others? I think people are charitable enough and smart enough and responsible enough to s- solve that problem. I yeah. really do think they are. And who would you pay it forward to? That's the thing. Yeah. When, when you really are... And I have been in need before when somebody really helps you when you're really in need yeah. and there ain't a government program to help you. It it never leaves your mind. You're like, hey, this cat needs some help. I'm going to help this dude out. I don't really even like him, but... Oh, when somebody's really it, down and out, you, know, you got to help them. I've, I've, I've been there and I've done that and I'll help him instead of saying, huh, oh, call the government. They'll send somebody out to help you. 
Right. And I'm afraid that that's what, what Social Security has led us to. Well, and, so. and it's no doubt a noble goal, but, I mean, you could ascribe more cynical motivations, but I'm not going to right now because I have to tell folks. I'm more cynical than you. I don't think it was noble I think at I'm, all. I think I'm being nice right now. I'm trying not to be as cynical these days. I, it wasn't fun living life as human Eeyore. I felt stuck in many ways. And part of becoming more responsible is why am I just kind of renting year to year, jumping from place to place? Why don't I plan, you know, five, ten years in the future? And that's what I've started to do with the help of one guy in particular, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Good dude. He's a great guy. I mean, number one, he loves pizza. I love pizza. He loves beer. I love beer. He's just, he's down to earth. He isn't pretentious at all. It's, he's so easy to talk to. That's what you want in a friend, number one, but it's also your real estate agent. It's great to be friendly with a real estate agent. Then you can trust them more. He always has time for clients. When you call 322-0662, that's directly to him. That he'll be, hey, this is Eddie. It's 322-0662. He's teaching me about the prepaids. You know, you need an appraisal, you need an inspection. You can sometimes make deals after that inspection on the cost of things. He's helping me, you know, help build credit, these sort of things. And it's much smarter than renting. So if you're thinking of buying or selling your home, especially if you're selling, just putting it out online as a listing, that'll do a little bit. No, people Bad need idea. to be able to tour your home and really see the true character of it. And you need you need an agent. Yes. Like like, like you Eddie said, you, yeah. you get to know Eddie, and he gets to know Joey. Right. And he's like, oh, I, I kind of know his tendencies and this and that. Oh, Joey would love a little pool house behind his his house. He knows that you would love that. He knows, oh, Joey doesn't like to cut shrubs, so he's right. probably not going to like this house. And, and, he, and so he can mm-hmm. guide you in the right direction. Oh, but by the way, he also, especially for those who maybe did plan for retirement, or maybe you know you got lucky or you worked hard in your 30s or 40s, you worked hard and smart, and you got a little extra cash to spend, you want to live on the lake? He does oh, pontoon, that is the greatest thing. pontoon boat tours. He doesn't just drive you up a windy roads. I've been to lake houses before. He will actually... Take you on a pontoon boat so you can see several of the properties. He's a great guy. So give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. Clay. Oh, 84. I, I, I think I'm just going to pretend I'm buying a house on the lake just so I can mm-hmm. get on, on pontoon a pontoon boat. boat. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, Eddie's a great guy, but I don't know what we said. All five lines are lit. Maybe it's the spirit of the revolution that just has me worked up tonight. You were supposed to be this question and answer show. We got all five lines lit. Hold on, folks. I'll come to you right during the break. Find out who you are. I feel like a real American tonight. Super genius, the American dream. No, actually, my name is Joey Clark. 
And alongside me today is 84. Man, we got we were supposed to be doing a question, like <laughs> one of these so thoughtful different. conversations. We got going on the politics thing. <laughs> I think it's because it's Independence Day and what that revolution was inspired by. It wasn't always ideals. I think there were some cynical plays going on. Who knows? Every era has its cynical players, its power players, yeah, its cronies, its establishment. I'd have to agree. So, you know, even economists did some re, you know, research, studies of history. When the United States declared independence, it hurt the United States economically, initially. Because you got unhooked oh, from yeah, the British yeah. Empire. Yeah, I mean, so like necessarily have to. They were willing to make that sacrifice, right? So for the greater good, it's uh, it's an interesting argument, and I don't know how we got here, but this is why I love doing this show. And let's go to the phones. People have been very patient. Hey, Eric, what's up, man? Hola, amigos. Hey, Eric. How y'all doing? Good. Um, What made me initially call in is I heard Joey talk about um, how he didn't like the majority, always having to follow majority rule or something to that effect. Yes. And the first thing that jumped in my mind was your mama would tell you, as every good Southern boy knows, uh, your friends jump off a bridge, you're going to follow them. Right. Well, in this yeah, case, right? in this case, if all your friends decide to jump off a bridge, they claim the right to push you off it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, come on now. I mean, that's, that's one-on-one mama stuff. Why'd you do that? Well, they, so-and-so did it. And you felt like you had to because why? Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, I, I don't mind the idea of democracy being local and limited, but I think the majority does not have the right to vote on everything, that you right. have certain I, individual rights that should be protected, and the Ninth Amendment suggests they're more than just the ones listed in the original Bill of Rights. And, and the more and more I listen to you, Joey, uh, uh, I don't find myself as a, as a true Republican, but more of a, my individual rights, you know, what... What am I able to do to make myself better? If so-and-so wants to sit on the side of the road and I got a big, huge dump load, dump truck size problem with that. Don't nobody pay me to sit on my butt at the house and keep my lights on and have my Wi-Fi and have my refrigerator full. I got to get up four o'clock every morning. I work 10 hours a day. Uh, well, and, and, and but the guy on the side of the road, what the most offensive thing about it is there really are people who are down and out, who find themselves oh, on the I side of that. the road. And and so it, it makes it difficult to tell the difference between right. the uh, person who's really down and out and the guy who's scamming you. I get that. But when you're looking at people that are, and, and I know I have worked on uh, paint crews. Uh, I've done all kinds of painting, house painting, car painting, industrial, you name it, I would probably paint it. If it's got wheels or walls, I have, I have put paint to it. And I have seen people that have, oh, my, that's my old lady or whatever, but they won't, the government pretty much um, subsidizes uh, people not getting married because yeah. the woman can go and say, hey, this guy isn't in the life, even though he comes home every day, he eats here every day, he goes to work every day, he's got a job where he's getting paid on the table, or he's getting ten ninety nine. But we're subsidizing their lifestyle, and I got a problem with that. And and I'd like something to be done about it. Well, and and that and and that's Eric. That's my problem with with like Social Security, any program like that. When you create, when the government creates a program, somebody's going to learn how to game that system, and it pits and, us against each can, other. And and then that's right. You're exactly right, Joey. Then it causes animosity between. Well, this dude, I know good and well, he's getting you know 
th- uh, this check, and it, I see him cutting yards, and he's supposed to be on disability. So it, it, it creates more problems beyond just gaming the system. Exactly. Well, and Eric, I appreciate the call, man. I'm running out of time. I got to get All right, brother. Thank on. you. Thank you. And, uh, and I want to make something clear. If you ask me, Joey, what's the first thing you would cut at the federal level? It would not be the welfare state. No. That, because there are people actually in need. Right. I would cut a lot of other things. A lot of yes. other things first. But Let's just cover. make sure it's a hand up. But not in just, terms of, yes, but in terms of principles. So not it, a hand up. Right. But in terms of principles, this is why I think we're being torn apart, number one. Too much power at the federal level. We're fighting over who gets to use it. Let's go back to the phones. Talk to Doug. Hey, Doug, what's up, man? Hey, Joey and uh, 84. Hey, Doug. What's going on, my friend? Not much, Mr. C.S. What's going on? Um, I'm loving y'all's show, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. It's been about two or three months ago, 84, I called in on Joey's show, and I encouraged you to, uh, since you crashed all the way from 9 (laughs) o'clock to 7 o'clock, I'm thinking maybe you could do like a Sunday afternoon after church. He should. And I'm serious. I'm serious, too. You should. You should. You should. Because you've got... Yeah, Doug. Doug, and to be to be honest, I, I do. I am. I'm blushing. That is such an honor for you to say that. You have no idea how hard what these guys do is. It's easy to sit over here and be a commentator. I just. But thank you, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. But, no, but it I'm is saying, hard work. I, I, what I, they I do. Know, I, I, I know you don't need to catch the last two people because I think Joey said there was probably either two on the line and there's yeah. only like nine minutes left. But I'm serious. I, I mean, 84, I mean, you just, I mean, you've got you've got the perfect balance. One vote for 84. You got the balance, you got the family, you got the experience, the hard work, and you have the wit and the good looks. Isn't that right, Doug? That's the thing. If You're we had now, now, Doug, I will tell you this: if there was a camera in here, I'd be a hundred percent with you because I'm the best looking dude up here. And on that note, I gotta let you go, Doug. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, I think, I know. I, I we hear they, you. We hear I'm you. I'm thinking like Sunday afternoon, about two or three o'clock. Everybody's back from church, and we took the family to lunch. And now we're just back at the house, and we're on our smart devices. And there's eighty four. Thank you, Doug. all kind of good wisdom. I appreciate it, Doug. And that's the name of the show. There's 84. (laughs) News Talk, who's this? You're on the air. Hey, this is Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Uh, Sorry, say that again. You're breaking up, Charlie. I'm I'm sorry, Uh, man. We'll try one more time. You're breaking up, though. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, here? Go, go ahead now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, the lady that claimed she was black, uh, she was actually wrote a book, and she just got indicted for welfare fraud. Did y'all hear about that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no are you, wait, are you talking about, about transracial Rachel Dolezal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. I remember her. Yeah, I think I did yeah. see a headline that she was... She, she changed her name, wrote a book, and just got indicted on welfare fraud. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, when you start pretending to be a race you're not, that should be the first red flag. Oh man, I appreciate uh, I, I appreciate the call, Mitch Charlie. So much irony. Oh, yeah. so much irony in there, oh there, so re- much. there really is. I there mean, really that's is. that's almost clinical. Let's keep this going with the calls. <laughs> News talk. You're on there. Who's this? This is Crawdad. Hey, Crawdad, real quick. I know of many time you not left, so I tell you one thing only: wherever you go, there you are. Words of wisdom. If you come to a fork in the road, take it. it. <laughs> Beat you to it. Crawl down. Hello, hello. Oh, thanks for that one. And Debbie, how you doing? Hi. You were talking about Social Security earlier. Well, the one thing that really depressed me is my grandfather was due to retire at 62, and they changed the date to 65 mm. right before he got to 62. He made it one month before 65, and he died. So he never drew. Now, the thing that I want to know is they have jacked the age up for retirement to where I believe, if I'm not totally mistaken, that's the average life expectancy. Uh, not quite. It's actually in the 70s. But, uh, yeah. But because that's actually how the, that's how the program was originally designed. <laughs> and and it's, it's there's a correlation there. 65 is not life expectancy, but that's it's beyond that and there's a correlation to, to life expectancy to when you can start drawing right right it's and just, that is that is oh that is one of the biggest problems with social security you can pay uh-huh. in for all your life and never draw one and not dime. draw a single flipping penny and uh-huh. they and i think that's keep a real travesty yes. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a real travesty because it's a lie they keep saying oh we don't have enough young people to handle what's going on but yet we have enough money to give a billion to this country a billion to that country yep. uh, you know all the billions that's taking care of the illegal immigrants when they mm-hmm. come in across the border See, now we're arguing uh, over the billions of tax dollars oh, i say let's just baby, get and uh, debbie thank you for the debbie i mean you're talking we print money if we need money we've got it yeah that, uh, if, that, if you need a trillion tomorrow that won't go wrong all hey, you got to do way, is we got we turn got the printers a, on. A minute and a half. What was your question? Very quickly. Very quickly. What was your question? I'm, I'm not. I know. I, I, I am not ask going it. to do it. I am not giving ask a minute. It. No. Go ahead and ask it. No. I'm not. Do you daydream? Do I daydream? Yeah. Yeah. I daydream all the time. That was a throwaway question. Yeah. Do, do you day. talk? Do you talk to yourself? I daydream. It's usually pretty dirty though. <laughs> Do you talk to yourself? Do I like talk verbally, out loud? like out loud verbally to yourself? No, unless I do something really stupid. And I'm like you, and blah, 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 blah. But you don't, you don't have conversations with not out loud. I think I, it's in my head, but not like I don't talk out loud myself. I'm not like Gollum and Lord of the Rings. Am I that weird? I think you are. Because I, I, I do like especially <laughs> like it, it, like when I. <laughs> God, this is going to sound terrible. I'm not trying to be ugly. Just let like it out, when, baby. Let it out and speak when to I'm talk taking, to me, Dusty Rhodes. When I'm taking a shower, I'll <laughs> I'll be in there bathing, and I'll start having a conversation with myself, and then I'll start arguing with myself. And Rowena will walk in there, and she's like, Clay, are you okay? <laughs> and, or, well, she used to. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just 
arguing I'm with myself. Shower thoughts are a real thing. She's like, oh, yo, never mind. I figured that's what you were doing. Well, what a hell of a show. But no, I've got, I've got the other question. But we're You'll out have time. to have me back. I think so. You gonna let me back in? Yeah, I've got something planned Thursday, maybe Friday, though. I don't know. I get real but nervous. For now, folks, enjoy your liberty and get funky like a monkey on Independence Day, the 4th of Play July. Some George Clinton. Eat some, eat some roasted wieners and watch some fireworks pop in the sky. Hey.